When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. song thoughts new theme song go straight on the phones 1300 01 1170 have your say brian ferry roxy music uh kicking off uh breakfast with vossi and brandy on the home of sport it really is good to be back you're listening on sen 1170 am here in sydney unlike barnaby joyce brandy and i sitting on a stable sen planter box there'll be no dramas in that department and for the first hour, we also welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, Patton Hills, of course. We'll be along from 6 AM Queensland time. And if you're listening anywhere else across the world, and of course the SEN app, I tell you what, I gave the SEN app a good workout over the uh, over the summer. And indeed, last night, listening to uh, Jimmy Smith, Sydney Kings, and the Hawks, uh, NBL. Oh, Brandy, I welcome you back. There's a little, let me just go off the top. Like, you know, there's a little Aussie battler out there who backed the Hawks at 276 to 1 to win the NBL. Do you remember the morning we had we had Justin Tatum on the show? And the moment we finished the interview, I said, I'm backing them. And I, my intention was to back them for the top four. Sportsbet didn't have a top four market at the time. So I said, ah, oh, bugger it. I'll go whole hog, back them at 276 to 1 to win the whole damn show. And they're fourth. They've gone from last to fourth with one weekend to go. Two matches to play. Brandy, welcome back. Andrew, welcome back. great to be back. It really is. Um, and, boy, we've taken our time to come back. Everyone's everyone's returned. Uh, Joel and Fletcher are on. The boys are on. Jimmy Smith's on. Everyone's back. But um, we've had a good break, Vossi. We've had, we've had a good break. Um, and just what you mentioned off the top there, the, the Hawks. Every time I see the Hawks, doesn't matter whether it's in print or on TV, I turn, I flick the. I was flicking yesterday and saw the Hawks <laughs> playing the Kings. You are the first person I think you're yeah. in my head. I yeah. see Hawks. I think Vossi. <laughs> I think Big Bet. Big the bus. Yeah, the and, bus. I, and and when I saw the Hawks were playing the Kings, I thought the Hawks are going to be winning. I flicked over, mm. ten in front. Not not long to go. So they are the little battler that's done a, an amazing job. Um, we're going to go through Vossi, something, and there was some good sport last night. I watched, I watched another innings from Glenn Maxwell. Um, oh, yeah. Wow, he is—he's worth staying up for. He really is, Glenn Maxwell. And thank God Australia batted first, so got the innings in. Didn't watch much of the West Indies; they came close, sort of. But uh, Glenn Maxwell, an incredible one twenty, one hundred and twenty runs off fifty-five balls. Uh, so. That was certainly worth watching last night. And I tell you what else, I forgot South and Manly were playing a trial on, at Gosford. I, f- yep. I forgot they were on the Central Coast last night. Uh, but were, was alerted sort of late in the game. It was 50-something 50, 50 to six at the time that I sort of flicked mm. it on social media to get a score update. Uh, Luke Brooks, three tries. Now, I did some, someone alerted me to a photo of Luke Brooks a little bit later. 
sitting in a throne. So the king, the king, the king what? of Brookvale. Yes. What? Well, the pressure. That's, that's the, an early crow. The pressure. He's Luke king, Brooks. He scored three tries against a south side that had no one there. Mm. Uh, yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, he's going to be great. I hope he is great because I've done the exercise. I've gone through the eight. I've, I've, I've picked my eight and I've got Manly in there. Oh, a bit early for me. A bit, bit, bit early for me Eight. To it starts this week. To, well, well, that's Thursday. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going off with my eight. No, I'm not going off with the eight. Us. Well, I'm just yeah. slipping the Manly one in. I'm just slipping in Manly are in my eight. That's, that's all I'll say. That's, that's all I'll spoiler say. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, you got Manly in your eight. Mm. I, I can tell you this much. Um, when people say, what have you been doing over the break? Well, actually been pretty busy. So for Fox Leagues, the fan, we go around and we go to all the clubs. And I mean, we go everywhere. You know, we go to the. I've been to the Warriors. I've been to Melbourne. I've been to Newcastle. I've been to the Cowboys. We speak to them all. We've done fourteen of the seventeen clubs as I come back onto air this morning. So I've I've been around to Manly. I've I've seen, spoken to coaches, players, firsthand. So I'll I'll drip feed our mm. audience um, with information and observations that I've garnered from that time, which has been very helpful. But can I say right off the top, Brandy? I got mail. I got mail. That you return to us, um, and I don't say this lightly, uh, an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, start. is that is that is my mail right? That during the during the break, you have developed a penchant. Is that is that penchant? Yes, yeah, for um, a a new drink mm. that is just now part of your lifestyle on a daily basis. Well, well uh, not uh, not quite on a daily basis, but right. um, don't don't you like it when you discover something new? Um, and, and I did do that over the, over the summer. Yep. I found a drink uh, that's it's locally made. It, it's, a, it's out of a Brookvale um, distillery. Drum roll. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we've spoken about Brandy Alexander's, the drink, the cocktail, uh, yep. and the fact that I had to, was forced to drink some over my time as a player because, you know, I'd get bought one, so I'd have to drink it. So cocktails, and they were, they were terrible. Shocking drink. Brandy Alexander. Uh, so I was never, I've never really tasted a cocktail, Vossi. I know, I don't know whether, you, you know, no Bondi, no, you know, no fish markets for you, but yeah. did you, have you tried a cocktail? Like if, Fewer yes or no? Well, can you remember well, yes. what, what it was called? Can you, can you remember? No? No. Okay. So I wasn't a cocktail drinker either, but my wife had a can of something on New Year's Eve and it was a little dark can. And it was a margarita in a can. Now, you, you fill your glass up with ice, tip the can in. Very nice. But it's got to be a jalapeno margarita. So a spicy margarita is the yeah. – it's – I've discovered a new drink. Okay. It, and it is – Strong? Uh, yes, very strong. Which is, which is well, my right, right. Which is right down <laughs> – My mouth's right. Yes. So, so right up my alley. When I said we're right sitting up on the, alley. the planter box here at SEN, you may topple off the planter box mm. if you're on the mobile well, phone. Isn't Barnaby it, Joyce, isn't it funny? Story, yeah, yeah. And is it the, the Barnaby Joyce story where he was, you know, flat on his back? Um, yeah. The medication, uh, you know, excuses come out now. Barnaby yeah. was on medication, yeah. mixing alcohol medication, never a good yeah. thing. Don't yeah. try it at home, kids. Yeah, no, but the way he fell, I, I can't, like, I need a recreation of the actual falling off the planter box because he's fallen backwards with legs on the corner. Like, yeah. He, he must have been sitting back the front. 
Like he must have been actually sitting in the plant. So so not what the box? What, like he's sitting inside the vegetation rather so, than on the edge. Yeah, where does that leave you? That leaves you that he was blind drunk. Oh he, yes. blind. Well smashed. Allegedly. Allegedly. But, allegedly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like on his back like a turtle tipped over. Uh, like, uh, uh. Who was he right. chatting to? Well, I tell you, I tell you now, this is that's a little segue into something. Look, uh, we've got a stack of sport to talk about, and we'll do that. And we want to hear your calls. Get on the phone one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We don't care what you want to talk about. First day back, really. But I was part of a blitz on um, on the weekend. What uh, sort of blitz? Well, Saturday night on the uh, well, M eight turns into the M five driving home. Never seen anything like it. Random breath testing, but not random breath testing. It was compulsory Wholesale. Wholesale. So, so come off the M8. Yep. So people would know it if you're listening right now. Uh, King George's Road and every exit. Belmore Road, Fairford Road, <laughs> Heathcote Road. Every exit. The police were pulling over every single car for testing. So you couldn't. So if you if you had had a few drinks and you're like, oh, I'll go down the next one. I won't get off there. I'm not going to get caught there, love. Go down the next one. Oh shoot. <laughs> go down the next one. Go down the next one. Picton, <laughs> Picton was where the last, where the last compulsory breath testing, where they pulled every car off the road at the little roadside before you get to the Picton overpass. Now that's that's a fair distance, Brandy. Mm. That's a hell of a lot of cars, and we are talking ten o'clock at night. What a blitz! And now I don't have the final numbers, but if you, if you were one of those that were driving on um, on uh, Saturday night, uh, please tell me. Did you have a discussion with the officers just to ask them how they're going? And I'm not exactly sure what time it started, but I've never I've been driving a long time, Brandy. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced something like this before. And and I say well done to the police because who knew that it was going to happen? Was there a whisper? But every single car on mm. one of the main motorways out of Sydney, heading was, southwest, okay. everyone tested. Right. So was there many cars stopped, parked at the side of the road through the testing that had at, been caught? At Picton, I saw probably five or six cars in the car park, so I can only assume they were left there. And if people are thinking, oh, well, you could have done a U-turn in the middle, you know, which is illegal, doing one of the U-turns across the little motorway brakes. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the road, I would have passed over the distance from King George's Road all the way to Picton. Probably six cars had been pulled over by police. So they were catching people who were trying to bail and not be tested. Uh, so you were being chased up the other side of the road if you started to head back citybound. Mm-hmm. Uh, unbelievable coordination of an operation. Um, and as I said, if you were part of it, let us know. Um, and did you get a chat with the police? Because, boy, it, it took it took half an hour to get through these... Test spot, uh, spots, Brandy. Can, can you believe? Can you believe there is people that still run the gauntlet, that still drink and drive? Can you well, believe it? Well, it's in drugs this day and drive and now, isn't it? Drugs, it's drugs and, and drive. drive as well. Yep. yep. Drink and drugs and drive. Yep. Uh, which, which is funny that we say so you've had the margaritas, but you never hop behind the wheel of the car. That's the moral of the story off the top of the program. Mm. Drink the margaritas out of a can, uh, but then uh, don't do that. Uh, anyone been to Pink concert? So, so the other night at Pink. So the, did the lady give birth or not? Have we got confirmation there? Can someone tell me? Did yeah? Did, I, I, did I, I, pigs breaking into song and the waters break? Did they on the lady up in the mosh pit? Which I would have thought if you're heavily pregnant, I don't think that's the spot to be. But she, I, she stopped for forty five minutes. That was that was my that was my take out of it. I I, yeah. I was driving in the car when I heard the story and I just said uh. aloud to 
whoever, whichever one of the boys was sitting with me. That's a funny place to go if you're, <laughs> if you're nine, nine and a half months pregnant. Go to yeah. a concert. Let's yeah. Anyway, I, I, I reckon without knowing 100, Andrew, that no. she had the baby and everything's good. Oh, okay, well, what, what would you call it? Is there a pink goddess song or something? <laughs> yeah. oh. Pink's good. I like What's Pink's Pink. real name. I don't know what Pink's real name is. No, I don't. What is Pink's real name? There you go. There's a topic to start the day. We want your top sporting moments of the summer. We, we're going to share ours after seven o'clock. Brandy and I have had a had a production meeting this morning, which will surprise you. Um, but we do want to go through our top sporting moments, and and I'm going a little bit out there. I'm going a little bit out there. A sport that begins with the letter D. Spoiler alert. Um, is one of my top two highlights right. of the entire break that really got me interested. That I was checking in every day. Uh, and, really? And so, so just yep. quickly, just quickly. Yep. So, was that one of your? What, what do you think you watched more of over Ooh. the summer? What, did you watch a lot of the cricket? Because oh, I found yep. myself watching a lot of the cricket. I didn't think I would. Pakistan West Indies wasn't that exciting pre-summer. Uh, but I found myself watching it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't want to give away too much away. Okay. But I watch a lot of American sport. Can I put that banner? I watched I a put lot of NFL. Banner. A lot of American sport, NBA and, and uh, NFL. Watched a lot of the NBL, of course. Went to a lot of Hawks games um, one-on-one. But we do want your calls. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Great to have Edgewater Holmes back on board with a text line. zero four five seven. 736-736-SEN, 1170am here in Sydney. Brought to you, The Breakfast Show, by the one and only Bryden's Lawyers. How good. Great to have Bryden's Lawyers back on deck in 2024. And they have been our foundation major show sponsor since we launched in 2020. So unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. This show is all about you. We want to hear from you. one 300 We are back. You are back. The team is back. Lieutenant Dan's back. Can he, can he have a touch of the ball early? Dan, good morning. Morning. How are we, Vossi? Brandy. Looking no, great, Dan. Do. Thank do. you, Brandy. That's what that'll do. Lieutenant Dan, who does tradies news in a nut bag or nutshell um, tomorrow. It is uh, 17 and a half after six in Sydney. 17 and a half after five in Queensland. Giddy up. The breakfast show with... Uh, uh, plenty of texts coming through, Andrew. Very happy about the new tune. I like it. I like it. I wasn't told about it, but uh, I, I like it. I'm, I'm happy. I, I like Brian Ferry. Uh, breakfast, of course, is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to SCN 1170 AM here in Sydney. There's cloud clearing to a mostly sunny day heading for a top of 29, Vossi, in the city and 32 in the west. How did you go with the humidity over summer? Oh, man, it's been hard to follow, hasn't it? Oh. Over the joint. I can tell you up in Brisbane today, a shower or two uh, there today, top of 29 degrees. So uh, there in Brisbane, I was in, um, actually, that's where it was humid. Wow, the Cowboys, how do they do it? Seriously, I was on... I went and filmed at the Cowboys at their Townsville base, Brandy, January 8. Um, January 8, and I, I'd flew in the night before. In the morning, there would have been four tropical rainstorms before, say, 10 a.m. The air was so thick. How they train. Uh, they, they tell me some players lose like three kilos a session. Yep. It's extraordinary. Like their, their um, centre of excellence is great at the club, the, the indoors, but you've got to train out. You know, you've got to do field sessions outdoors. It doesn't matter what time of day you do it. You are dripping wet, just standing still. 
Vossi, every time I've gone to Townsville, that, that's my thought is of the players. doesn't matter whether it's mm. through the winter, through the season, where you get off the plane and it's, it's 27, 28 degrees mm. in the winter. But you get off the plane and think, how do these blokes go through a summer of training in the heat oh, and the humidity? Because wow. it, it feels like Sydney's felt like it's shifted 500 k's north this year. <laughs> like it, does, it feels like we're Brisbane. So Brisbane yeah. feels like Townsville. Townsville feels like they're on the they're on the equator. Right. That's, well, everything's just moved north. That last five hundred k's turned but, into a few thousand k's. But anyway, yeah. it's a long way from the equator. Yeah. Let me tell you. But yes, uh, I'm not here to talk geography this morning. Just on the uh, new opener, uh, Western Sydney Eagle says new song is a cracker. Welcome back, fellas. Thank you, uh, WSE. Uh, I think uh, I'll be, I'm not going to be black. Will I be blasphemous? I think that bloody killer song is done of serious post-traumatic repercussions resulting from an entire year's worth of that. Uh, bashing my eardrums. Welcome back, you pair of legends. I've said pair of legends. Mm. Not anywhere. Yes. Well, it is good to be back, and 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 there's there's been mention of um, about the mere, the amount of time that we did have off. Oh. I know you've been working. You've you've been flogging. I I I, I discovered the art of. <laughs> Can you not finish sentences? I, I know you've been flogging. What's what's happening? flogging yourself? You know, going <laughs> tripping around the country. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, enjoying really myself. working yourself hard. I've done. Yeah. I've sort of. Uh, I was very good this summer of doing nothing. Mm. And yeah. did, did that, did a lot of watching sport. Whoa. Bit of playing it, bit of golf. Got back into golf over the summer, which is good. Uh, bit of tennis, bit of sweat. That's it. I've barely left my street. Uh, lots of people reacting to the blitz, uh, breath testing blitz, catching people coming home from the pink concert. There you go. Because uh, it was Saturday night. But getting a little bit of um, feedback, uh, as I said, the... Um, the actual, you know, what time did it start? What time did it finish? We've got a bit of uh, mail here from Bakes. He says, morning, boys. My mate is a copper. Told me it was 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. Friday and Saturday night. Friday as well. Welcome back too, boys. It was a two-night blitz. That's thousands of cars, Brandy. Thousands of cars. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a big operation, Andrew, and you were, you were part of it. Just, just think how lucky you are. Yeah. You were part of it. Um, it is. Uh, there was a bit of sport on this morning too. Now I know we've come back into it's Super Bowl day. We haven't even mentioned it. Like it's nah. it's Super Bowl Monday here in Australia. Of course, Sunday over there uh, in America, Las Vegas. Uh, which you, you're off to Vegas soon. Uh, you're not. I know. Sore point. Don't go there. Don't go there. No, I'm 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 glad I'm I'm glad I'm at home. Uh. Yeah. yeah, no, Super Bowl. So, no, I'm very much on the 49ers bus. I mean, I'm not joining the Taylor Swift party. I'm just like that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm, I'm an old 49ers fan. Like, I, I, started, I started watching NFL in the 80s through, mm. because of the 49ers. Montana, yeah. Jerry Rice. So, uh, there's been a little bit of pressure at home because my, my wife, Tanya, has turned into a, a NFL fan. Uh, yeah, because of Taylor Swift. So there's there's a well, see, there's, there's the an side. example. Yeah. There's an yeah. example of it being positive. Young Harry More fans. Voss, young, young Harry Voss has had the poops about the Taylor Swift. Didn't want. Didn't even want them making the uh, Super Bowl because of the Taylor Swift link. You know, was was very anti. Right. Uh, Taylor Swift. He's actually a, he, somehow he adopted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers his team. I don't know where they come from. Anyway, he wants to go there. Um, so pretty excited. Uh, on the text, start uh, ramp it up, boys. Love it. In capital letters and three exclamation marks. I'm finishing early to watch the Super Bowl. And thanks to Brandy, I'm going to grab a six-pack. 
Oh, spicy mar- margarita <laughs> that's, cans. That's good. What? You know what? Influencer. Influencer. You, you, you know what I'm going to do, uh, Vossi? Yeah. And uh, yeah. this is something that I don't do, so I'll get someone else to do it for me. I'm going to I'm going to put on our on our SEN website a yeah. picture of the box that they come in. Little little four pack. Uh, the company is Mex Inc. M E X I N K. It's quality stuff. Yeah. It is. It is. It's a great new drink. If you oh, if you're sick of just drinking schooners comment. and cash for ju- comment, this there must be a pallet of the stuff inside the garage. Of I haven't even Zander. thought of that, but now now that yeah. you've brought that up, <laughs> maybe I have to Beep. ask. There's a truck reversing right now in the drive. Beep, beep. You know what? Do you want the pallet? And, this is Alexander. They're four, they're fourteen percent. You only need two cans, and you you job's done, boys. Seconds. Uh, this one. Uh, welcome back, fellas. Pink's real name is Alicia Moore. Is that right? Alicia Moore. Dan, is that correct? Do we, do we lock that in? Is that fair income? That yep, correct. Alicia Moore? Correct. Okay. Yep. Well, I don't think what? anyone's going to give us a, a, some dodgy mail on the text line. So. Well, you know, it's, it's <laughs> Alicia Moore is Pink's real name. Oh, what's the origins of Pink then? That's the next uh, question on 1300 Okay. Uh, you like now, Yeah, after the 7 o'clock news... Bossy, and we'll, we'll have the six thirty news first. But after the seven o'clock news, we're going to go through. We're going to go through our sporting, our sporting highlights over the summer. Uh, can I just throw one into the mix? Just a, it was a highlight. I watched a bit of a podcast only because someone told me to watch it. Of uh, Matt Burton, yeah, oh yeah, Matt Burton, the flat earther. Yeah, that was a that was a good moment. Anyway, we're back, baby. We're back. Uh, 1-300-01-1170. Um, top two sporting moments of the summer as we welcome you back and you welcome us back and we all get together with the exception of Jay. Um, I'm going to throw out there that mm-hmm. one of my greatest moments of the summer that I absolutely dined out on and was every night I'd go to bed want to know what happened the next day, Luke Littler, 16 years of age, World Dart Championships. Yeah, absolutely. Someone pointed him out. No, someone pointed him out, and I said, "He he can't be sixteen. He's a solid boy. The beard, the beard, <laughs> yeah, the beard well, wasn't like sixteen. Yeah, well, someone check his birth certificate, please. Well, I reckon I was going to say he should get on the missile program, and the, <laughs> the blokes should get him a bit dart. Should be pump him up with something, see if he can throw darts even better. But I just think this was sensational. Oh, please. Oh, please now. What a shot. But Luke Littler, to get to the final, has double 10 for yet another victory over Luke Humphreys. Turn this round with five treble 18s in six darts. And that is the game. He looked to be beyond the eight ball for a long time. But the quality of Luke Littler beats the world champ and world number one yet again. I love it. But yeah. one of the best sports in the world. He's 16 years of age. He's a Warrington boy. North of, yeah, he's a rugby league boy. Yep. Um, Warrington, north of England, a, a pretty grim town. I, I've, I've spent a lot of time in Warrington, the Rodney pub there, mm. um, where Sam Burgess is coaching this year. But this, like, imagine with his parents and your darts and your England. How, like, yeah, that's extraordinary. On the dart stage, a 16-year-old. Like, his parents, when he said, well, I want to be a darts player, Dad. Mm. You know, like, what, what, in the garage, backyard darts when he was six or seven throwing yeah. a dart? How proud would you be if one of the Alexander boys had said, Dad, I don't want to play rugby league, I want to throw darts. How <laughs> I want good. to be a darts player. That'd be How great. Good. That would yes. be great. So did you find yourself watching a, a, a bit of the darts? Oh, over? The... I, 
as I said, every night I would go to bed and I'd, it'd be the first thing I'd check in the morning. I absolutely hopped on the Luke Littler bus, train, whatever. I just thought it was an amazing story. And in, in dollar terms, so he won, what, $360,000. Mm. The first prize was a million. He was 16. Throwing a dart, he might have could have won a, a million dollars. An amazing story. My other favourite cricket moment, and as a kid growing up, watching the West Indies was extraordinary, you know, through Michael Holding and Andy Roberts and the Joel Garner and all of that, the great attacks. Mm. Just got to relive some of that, if ever so briefly. The test win by the West Indies was one of my highlights of the summer. Yeah. Um, but that little spell, too, in the previous test where they got the forfer, mm. like just, uh, that, um, Roach, that, that to me was a throwback. I thought, hello, this is just like the good old days. Yep. And you remember what you miss. At the time, it was hard to take because West Indies were just too good. Yep. But not having the experience for so long, it was great to relive fast bowling West Indies spell. It really was. Shamar great Joseph. listing yes. on SEN as well. Yep. Have we got any of that? We got some. We got some more. Damn straight. Good. Damn straight. He lets fly. Hazel's bowled. Shamar Joseph has bowled the West Indies to the most romantic of victories. Shamar Joseph and and I rec. I, over the summer, Vossi, there were some incredible individual performances, and you know you've you've said the West Indies, but I, I'll zero in on him. And I, I when I heard that this was one of your moments, I said, well, it's hard to beat. The toe crusher from Mitchell Stark the night before, which almost broke his foot. He had to, he had to get helped off the field. Mm. He then turned up the next morning thinking he was not playing. He left his clo- he actually left his gear back in the hotel. So he fronted up at, at the SCG, and uh, they said, uh, "Are you ready?" Like it. So someone had to race back get his. They gave him a couple of painkillers. He took six for sixty-two when Australia only needed. And they were two for one hundred and thirteen. The Australians, they only, they only needed another 100 runs to win. He took six for 62 in the next 12, bowled 12 overs straight. Yeah. So his performance was a standout over the summer. The, the other thing that I loved, and I, I wasn't really that much into the tennis, like the Australian Open, I don't like Djokovic, but uh, the red-headed Italian, Yannick Sinner. And, and I, I said early on, Tanya asked me about the tennis, and I said, "I like the I like the Italian boy, the the redhead. He's a little bit different. Twenty two, seed four, destroyed Rublev, Djokovic, in the lead up games into the final. Then beat Medvedev after being two sets to nil down in his first Grand Slam mm. final. So I thought his that was a standout performance. Uh, the other one that got me was." Uh, no surprise because I watched a lot of golf. I watched a stack of golf. Nick Dunlap, the uh, student from the University of Alabama, uh, was the first amateur to win a tournament since 1991 when Phil Mickelson did it. Uh, finished at 29 under. Plenty of big names in, in that tournament. The American Express, 29 under. He hung on after shooting a 60 on Saturday, shot a 70 on the final day, but was able to win. And uh, you talk about cash, he didn't earn a dollar of it. No, 1.3 no. million. We have audio of that as well. Let's relive the moment from Brandy. History in the desert. For the first time since 1991, an amateur has won on the PGA Tour. Nick Dunlap wins the American Express. Wow. 
wow. That, wow. No, no one says no one says wow, but maybe Gus. Gus does not a yeah. wow, okay. But um, the Americans, wow comes out of the American mouth so much better than out of the Australian. Yes. May, maybe today, maybe the Super Bowl today produces something extraordinary that we'll add collectively to our mm. highlights of the summer. Um, and we will be crossing to Jared Waitley. I mean, Jared, Junker Jared is uh, over there again at the Super Bowl. But I will say this. Let's be serious. And I've said it before. Jared Waitley's call of the Super Bowls previously, I, not, not that he puts the Americans to shame, but boy, he shows them up. He is a commentator and, um, and Jared Waitley at the Super Bowl. We will be crossing to Jared Waitley. Now, um, a highly recommended or commended mm. uh, prize, that uh, nomination that didn't make the top two uh, mm. with us, uh, Brady, Matt Burton. Oh, you've had a bit to do with that yes. when he was at Penrith. Yep. Yep, can be can be very quiet, Matt. Very reserved, not not yes. outspoken, um, mm. and uh, <clears throat> maybe maybe after watching the, the podcast with Josh Mansour, maybe this is a reason why he doesn't say much, Matt. Do you believe in that the world is flat? If no, some people do. What would you say to them? That is a good question, but it's most rant. I was not expecting that at all. It's a tough one, eh? Do you believe the world is flat? I don't. I don't know, hey. Yeah, I believe it is. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You believe the world's flat? Yeah. You're such well, a like it's round. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's obviously flat because if it was, I don't know. So- <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know. Well, okay. That, okay. See, now yeah. is there a re... Now are you you're getting what I just said in the opening? Yeah. Like maybe he's quite because... Yeah. Finish that sentence. Yeah, <laughs> Margarita Matt. Um, well, well, what's Josh? Josh, Josh, Josh has been drinking like some just, stone and wood too. Like he just yeah, said, yeah, yeah, he's, um, but how much stuff comes up in podcasts? There must be a mentality with podcasts and sports stars that they really think no one is listening. That it is just mm. you and the other person opposite you, because so much gets put out there. Yeah, that gets people into trouble or draws reaction. Um, there's just another one. Uh, Great stuff, great stuff. Just some of the highlights of the summer. We are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Lee Hedgepentelis back with his uh, regular Tuesday segment. Chiefs second and eight. Ball on the 18-yard line. Kelsey widest out on the right is in motion. Mahomes takes the snap, looks for Kelsey, found him! Touchdown, Kansas City! Mahomes and Kelsey... On the board, right out of the gates. Two huge receptions. The second for a touchdown. And this has started in dynamite fashion in the desert. Uh, look, I said it earlier in the show. I said it all last year. Uh, Jared shows up the Americans, the quality of broadcast. You get to hear it again today on the Home of Sport right here on SEN, wherever you are. This is the place to take in all of Super Bowl fever is he a Vegas man? Let's really nail him down right now. He's there. He's at least, how good is your life, Jared? Junkard, Jared Waitley. Welcome again to the show. Happy New Year. Happy Easter. Happy Lunar New Year. Tick off all of the Voss, Vossi, Brandy, it's great to be with you. It's it, I feel giddy with excitement inside Allegiant Stadium for what is about to unfold in two and a half hours' time and to be able to share it with you. 
I feel like I've unlocked just a little bit of Vegas guy in me. I could not have crammed more into the week. And I feel like as a scouting party for what you're about to do with the NRL, I, I reckon I've laid down a good platform for you to come in on. Uh, Jared, I've toured with you. We, we, we toured New Zealand for a week. Uh, now, I know that the cliche of that Vegas person, it doesn't sit with you. You might have enjoyed no. Vegas, but you aren't, you aren't the, you know, you're not the, the red, blue and white Vegas man, are you? No, no. So that, I don't think that will shock anybody, Brandy. <laughs> um, but you can do, there's so much to do here, separate to the drinking and the gambling. So I've jammed, I got it, first night was a Friday night here. I thought, what's the most Vegasy thing I can do? So I went to David Copperfield. I sat on the front table up against the stage with three women from Iowa who'd always fancied going and seeing Copperfield. He's a bit ridiculous now. He's a caricature of himself from the 90s. But it was sort of hilarious. The next day, I took the chopper trip out to the Grand Canyon, which is, that is the single best tourism experience I've ever done. The awe-inspiring landscape wow. there. The Sunday night... Um, was uh, Monday night was the opening night. Sunday night we went to the Sphere and did the film. The experience there okay. is the Sphere is a, a wonder of the modern world and, and a technological peak. 270 degree screen which stretches up over the top of a an 18,000 seat stadium. They play a, a, a 50 minute film which is an immersive experience which has the sensation of drawing you in and moving you up and down. Uh, Monday night was opening night at the stadium, so we were able to be on the field at Allegiant Stadium and get the feel of it with 24,000 fans. Went to the ice hockey on the Tuesday night where the Las Vegas Golden Knights, they were the first professional team here. They've been the best sporting night on the strip for six years, and they put on a great show as well as a tremendous game. We were super lucky with what we saw. I went to U2 on the Wednesday night, which was absolutely unforgettable. Wow, you've done and plenty. a total must for anyone who comes to Vegas. We went to the golf yesterday, Live Golf, the final oh. round. There. Really? The WWE came to town Thursday. So, we went to, so there was just so much to choose from yeah. as well as all the Super Bowl and, and all the work. So, yeah, I, I, you wouldn't have found me on the tables, but I feel like I've lived a yeah. Vegas high life. Oh, you no, have. Jared, that I'm drooling, uh, but now you get the absolute peak. You are there today to see Usher. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> well done, Rossi. Oh, look, I'm gonna. I'm not totally sure which song is Usher's iconic song. So I know a little bit of Usher, and I feel like we've we have seen more than some us. great performances. That yes, yeah. So I think it's a little bit of a throwback to R and B at the start of the century, and and. Good luck to Usher. I'm sure it'll be terrific. I doubt it'll be as good as um, Eminem and Snoop out of L.A., and I'm not sure it'll quite be Shakira and J-Lo, but the way that they stage these halftime shows, uh, it'll be an extravaganza here in Vegas where they can put on a show. Uh, absolutely. Now, let, let's do the game. Brock Purdy, 262nd final draft pick back in 22, up against Patrick Mahomes, who has been anointed already. Uh, and will further that reputation uh, if, the, if the Chiefs win again. Uh, you've got running backs, Chris McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey up against uh, Isaiah Pacheco, some great wide receivers, two fantastic tight ends, and some defensive players that could be the difference. It's, it's one hell of a game, and both teams have you know, got, their, got their supporters. It's absolutely stacked, Brandy. It is, it is a powerhouse meeting, and just thinking through the history of it. So the 49ers, 
are a storied team. They won those titles in the 80s and the 90s, and that reverberated around the world. Those were the Joe Montana, Jerry Rice years, but they haven't won it since the early 90s. They've been the best team of the year. And then the team of the now is the Kansas City Chiefs. So in six seasons as a starting quarter bowl, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback Patrick Mahomes has brought them four times now to Super Bowls and he's already got two rings and he's he's on a faster pace than Tom Brady was. He's the most freakishly gifted athlete in the sport. He's one of the most recognisable athletes on the planet. And then you count the counterpoint is obviously Brock Purdy who's this I just think is the most delightful story is two sixty two in the draft as you mentioned. So that makes him the last man picked. And the last man picked is saddled with the moniker as Mr. Irrelevant. That's how it is mm. every year. And usually that's because that player gets cut before spring training or before you even get to a game. But here he is in his second season. This is so improbable. Third string quarterback taken on a on a whim, gets his chance late last season through injury, proves himself, breaks all records this year with the 49ers, and here he is with the favourites in a Super Bowl. I honestly think it would be the greatest story in the history of drafts, any sport, if he was to be the, the Super Bowl yeah. champion out of today, given how improbable it is. Hard, hard to argue with that. Now, now, I'm serious about this question. From afar, we've had a bit of fun. The Taylor Swift element to Super Bowl, but you now are a veteran of attending Super Bowls. Can you say because of her celebrity, you know, massive status and her involvement around this, that there is more interest perhaps in this Super Bowl than any other you've been to? Without question, Vossi, I'm amazed how America has tied itself in knots over this. Is So the, the Super Bowl is a star-studded affair. A lot of the day is spent picking out who's here and uh, and their place in the scheme of things, and and their trades on a big part of pop culture. Uh, the fact that Taylor Swift is the biggest star in the world right now, and arguably is now part of football for the purest of reasons, uh, has uh, it has elevated the season. There are metrics around it. There are studies around brand value, which put it beyond three hundred million dollars. It it has, without question brought women and particularly girls to the game to to watch with their fathers and I'm an example of that my 16 year old has watched Chiefs games with me all year having never been interested in a minute of the NFL before that and the culmination of it is is this Super Bowl where you know her flight's been tracked and it landed last night she's going to be here this is going to be the highest rating Super Bowl in history that is an absolute lock before we even start and a part of that owes to a new audience that will be drawn to uh, to seeing Taylor in the stands. That's right. That's worldwide, Jared. And 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 I've done the same thing. My wife has become a a super uh, a, an NFL uh, supporter. So I've 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 been explaining the NFL for the last you know over over the summer um, exactly what it is. And I'm sure we are no different. That has happened worldwide. So can you imagine? The, the new group of fans that Taylor Swift has handed over to the, the NFL. It's incredible. Yeah, and if it, if it becomes a, a lasting thing for as long as Travis Kelsey plays, and then some of what's happening here is the growth of flag football, which is an Olympic sport for 2028, men's and women's. So there becomes that uh, exposure to the game and then the potential of what that might look like as, as players are brought together for an Olympics. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I simply don't understand the other side of it. I think at times men are just ridiculous. Uh, and this is, it struck me as that all year. And now there's sort of the, the pushback going, well, if you can't handle this, um, it says much more about you than it does about any other part of the scenario. Now, Jared, would you mind pulling back the curtain for all of us, uh, Brandy, myself, those listening, and you, the broadcaster, um, calling NFL? It's something I've never done. Brandy, we've never we've done. I've called a lot of sports in my life. Never gone there to a, to a sport that is when you see it live. So stop, start. You are used yeah. to you know your favourite, you know bread and butter through the winter seasons is AFL, a ball basically constantly in motion. You find yourself calling NFL. Is it enjoyable to call? Like, is it is it something you'd like to do? Would you could you see yourself doing it week in week out and, and love it? Yeah, I absolutely love doing it, Bossy. And I, in my heart, I wish I called more than one game a year. Yes, is it it owes much more to cricket than it does to footy or rugby league, uh, because it, it every play starts in the hand of the bowler. Every play starts in the hand of the quarterback. So the ball gets snapped, and then the decisions are made from there. So you're drawn to one central figure, which is the bowler running in to deliver, and then all the possibilities thereafter it's a it's such a game it's a march up and down the field it's a very structured march it's a deeply tactical game but it still has the explosive moments of athleticism and that the highlights are absolutely spectacular the, the scoring system is pure genius it's it's a remarkable how many close games there are regardless of the status of teams uh yeah so i i've always been drawn to it i've watched it since i was a kid um the, the, it was only the second game I'd seen live was the first Super Bowl that I called, and yeah, I, I would in my somewhere in the recesses of my mind, if I if I got to call a season of it, I think it would just be so satisfying to do, as impractical as that might be. So yeah, it's uh, and then you, you get the Super Bowl where it's all at stake. It's a bit like buzzing in and just calling the AFL Grand Final. How lucky we would be to do that. Yeah. Now, for a rugby league uh, commentator who's about to head to Vegas in a few yeah. weeks, Brandy's not going, Jared. Sorry, Brandy's oh, not going to be part. Right. No, he's not going to be there. You're looking at the playing surface. Now, it is my information that, and, and you try and picture a rugby league field down there, the rugby league field will be that they play there at Allegiant Stadium, will be six metres narrow, narrower than yep. what we have, and will be four metres short. And people have said to me, but, but, but can't they squeeze in a bit more? You're looking at the ground <laughs> yeah. now. Could you? So what is the actual dimensions of the surface you're looking at? Is it is it as little as 100 and something metres long? I know they speak in yards over there, but to your eye, I mean, what's the biggest area we could use for a rugby league game? Well, so, so the first thing I'll say to you, uh, Vossi, is it's, it is a beautiful piece of architecture. The stadium is sleek. It's black with silver lines, and it is nicknamed the Death Star. And it is it, it juxtaposed against the desert background. It is absolutely splendid. And then the genius in the construction is to put a glass wall at the northern end that you look straight out onto the strip. So this is downtown Vegas, and wow. out the window at the far end is Caesar's Palace and all, everything else that goes with it. So spectacular and intimate. So 65,000, but intimate, and that goes to what you're talking about. So the field is, so it's, it's 100 yards plus 10 at either end, which are the end zones. And then within five yards of that, you're at the stands. 
and on the sides it's narrower than a lot of the stadiums that you see so the, the, the there's an ex, extended number of people that are on the sidelines in an nfl game but they are they're a bit more jammed in and a bit more thinly spread all the way down than what we typically see so the genius of the build is to keep everything close and the the difficulty that raises for rugby league is there is no give there's no give either sideways or lengthways so so yeah, yeah, it'll be spectacular, but there'll, there'll be that adjustment that you're talking about, which is non-negotiable. Yeah, just, just on the width of the fields. And, and a rugby league field is 68 metres wide. Vossi, NFL is only 48 metres wide. 48 metres. Yeah. So, so that's 20 metres difference. Now, I know there is, as Jared said, there's a little bit of room on the sidelines, but yeah, not, 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 a, not a whole lot. Well, it's going to be six so metres now yeah. as what we've been told. Well, what the, what the yeah. teams are well, that, training, they're preparing for. definitely how it'll be. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely how it'll be, Boss, is I can picture what you're talking about. Um, but the trade-off for a little bit less field space is it'll blow you away. This is, this is a brilliant, brand-new stadium with the very best in technology and architecture that there is. We are very, very je uh, jealous. Jared Waitley will call Super Bowl 58 across the SEN network today, um, which is just fantastic. We will cross straight back to you in Vegas immediately following our show from 9am. Uh, Jared, you'll be joined by former Australian NFL player Ben Graham and NFL legend Larry Fitzgerald Jr. in coverage. Super Bowl live and exclusive right here on Sydney's Home of Sport, SEN 1170am. Jared, give it your best, and your best will certainly do because you've done it before. Vossi, Brandy, love talking to you blokes. Welcome back. Uh, what a day to resume. Thank yeah, you, Jared. Great. Oh, man. Good we to chat. On, how lucky are we? We, we? we work here on SEN. We talk sport. We've got our great listeners back with us today.